Welcome to Happy Class. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm a former special ed teacher turned behavior coach with a passion for teacher well-being. In this class, we believe that all educators are humans first and teachers second. We will be sitting down with educators from all walks of life for some real talk about balance, joy, and what makes us who we are. If you want to be your best self inside the classroom, you have to be your best self outside the classroom first. Today's class is in session. Before we dive into today's episode, though, I do want to give you two little bits of information. The first is you might notice that today's episode is longer than most. That's because Heather is going to share some book recommendations at the end of the episode that I really, really encourage you to listen until you get to that point because her recommendations are fire. Like, I went back and read a couple of the books that she recommended and they were Some of my favorite books that I've read in a really, really long time. So make sure you listen all the way through to that point. But also, this episode is one that was recorded quite a while ago, and some things have changed for Heather. She is no longer a self-contained middle school life skills teacher, and she is actually now working in administration at a K-12 private school for autistic students. So I wanted to make sure you had all of that information before we got into it, but now that you do, let's go. Hi everyone, this is your host Jenny. I am so, so excited to be with you all today. And I have another friend with me. Uh, I have Heather from Full Sped Ahead. Hey Heather. Hey Jenny. Hey, I'm super pumped that you're joining us. I'm really excited about our topic, but before we really dive in, um, just for those who might not know you or just kind of need the rundown on who is Heather? Tell us all about yourself. Go awesome. for it. Hello, everyone. I'm Heather from Full Sped Ahead. I am a self-contained middle school teacher in Illinois. I've been teaching special education for eight years, um, and I teach mostly functional life skills types of classrooms and subjects. Um, and so I help my students gain their independence and develop more skills as they move through the high school and transition program that my school has. Sweet. I love it. Now, okay, so we know Heather in the classroom, but we all know what happy class is all about is teachers outside of the classroom, right? Definitely. So today we're talking all about reading routines, which I got to tell you, I'm super excited to talk about this with you because I've always admired like on your stories and on your Instagram and your like social media presence that you share a lot about like what you're reading, when you're reading, all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. There are people who are either really into reading or there are people who are like, oh my gosh, reading is, you know, way out there. It's either not something I'm into or not something I have time for. And and there's almost like this spectrum of readers, but reading is obviously important for you. Yeah. Why do you think reading is such an important hobby for you like personally? So personally, I do get enjoyment out of reading. Um, It is an escape for me to like close out what's going on around me, the stress, the, you know, situations that happen in the classroom, the tough days, whatever it is. Um, It is an escape for me because I've found books that I really 
want to read more and I want to know more. Um, so that's something that I think is really important with reading is finding something you really enjoy and want to continue to read. Yeah, for sure. And just out of curiosity, are you more of a fiction girl or more of a nonfiction girl? Um, I am a mystery thriller. It can be fiction or nonfiction. Oh. I'm like more of the yeah, like crime, whodunit, that type of thing. So those are really what draws me to reading. Um, just because it's like the page turners that like, what's going to happen? Wait, yeah, that person did that? What? So that for me in itself is like, um, an escape. And so I've really gotten into like podcasts, like the crime junkie podcast. Mm, and so that's where right. I was like, well, what about if it, it's in a book form? Um, so I've read some that there's like, yeah, true crime, or it's been more just like, this is just a story, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I love that. And I love that there's ways to do both. Like this is going to sound kind of silly and very teachery of me. Um, but the Magic Treehouse series. Yeah. I, are you familiar with Magic Treehouse yes. series? Yes. So not many people know that there's actually nonfiction companions that go along with the Magic Treehouse books. I did not know that either. Yeah. And it's it's really cool. I don't have all of them, but well, I I do have all of the fiction ones, but I don't have all of the nonfiction companions. But it's really cool in that like for Dinosaur Days, they then have a nonfiction companion that gives true information about dinosaurs oh that's awesome um, yeah and and so I love that idea that it's fiction and nonfiction isn't necessarily either or and that you can kind of bring the two together so that's really that's really cool that is awesome so we're teachers right we're yep. we, we read we read at work all the time but this is not about like reading at work although I just brought up magic treehouse that's obviously not <laughs> at least for me what I'm reading like for fun on the weekends yeah um so how do you build in that time for like non-professional reading? So how I got started was over the summer when I had more time. Um, mm -hmm. My summer school is part-time, so it's four days a week and half days. Um, yeah. So that gave me more opportunity. So this was a couple years ago that I kind of started like, all right, let's go back and read some books over the summer. Um, and so it did start off with like some lighthearted, fun, um, you know, escape type books. And then it was like, well, I have this time over the summer, like maybe I'll pick up this PD book that somebody had suggested, right? Like, yeah, so, but yeah. it was me making that decision for myself yes. that I wanted that. Um, but if that's not your vibe and you're like, nope, summer is my time off, like, and do something fun for you. Like, that's what I think is more important to build the reading into your life. Um, you know, you can set those small goals, even if it's not the summer, um, and say like, hey, I want to read one day a week, right? Fine. Pick up my book for a half hour, set a timer for a half hour if that's something you want to do. Um, and then just try to build it from there. And like I said, finding something that is of interest to you is going to be <sighs> make you more successful when you want to yeah. build reading in your life. You want to find something you want to read and want to pick up and want to turn the pages and figure out what happened. So right. Um, even if it's something like you're really into Schitt's Creek and you want to read the Schitt's Creek book, they have two books out right now. One's a facts one and one's just a like story or like a episode by episode and it goes through and breaks it down a little bit. So pick up something like that if that's something of interest to you. Wait, is there really? 
yes, there's two Schitt's Creek's book out that I know of right now. Uh, okay, so you can't see me, but I have like the biggest grin on my face. I'm I'm like Googling it right now. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. got both and of them um, for like the last Christmas. Um, and so like I've been reading those just for fun and enjoyment. That's awesome. And see, and that's the kind of feeling that I hope like people listening in – like when we talk about finding something that you want to read about, that's what we mean. Like, you know, we're we're sitting here talking about reading Shit's Creek. You might not be a fan, but maybe you really love to read about, I don't know, robots. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. But it's it's about knowing yourself because the same way, and again, I I feel like it's hard as a teacher to talk about reading and not talk about teaching simply because like they're just so intertwined but think of it with with like your students Mm -hmm. you know we can't expect them to want to read topics that they're not interested in like if if you're gonna want to build a reading life you have to build it around things that you're actually gonna want to read and want to listen to so um that was a great suggestion and and I'm gonna kind of piggyback off of that one of my favorite things to do is to read a novel and then watch the movie and compare the two. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I feel like it's so easy to sit down and like veg out on the couch and watch Netflix. For sure. Right. And or Hulu or or whatever, whatever it is that you watch. But using that to almost inform your reading life and to kind of guide your reading life. Uh, I think is really powerful. And also, like, if you can sit down to watch a Netflix show, you can sit down to read a book for five minutes. Yeah, like, there's Nine Perfect Strangers. If you wanted to read the book and then watch Nine Perfect Strangers, you totally Mm -hmm. can do that. So, like, if there's Mm -hmm. a show of interest to you, I would look up and see if there was a book written before it. Queen's Gambit has a book. Queen's Gambit has a book. Um, I, I watched through the show before I knew the book existed and I'll be honest, I've had a very, very long hold at the library <laughs> on the book for Queen's Gambit. But one of the ones I most recently compared was, um, A Wrinkle in Time. Yes. Which, which I'm going to be real honest. I didn't, I didn't really love either. And that's okay. That's okay. Like you're going to find books that you don't fall in love with. You're not going to love every yeah. single book that you read. Um, oh, can I tell you what I do when I find a book I don't oh, like? Please. What do you do? Okay. So my rule for any book, like, because sometimes I just get suggestions from other people and I'm like, eh, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, and sometimes I try it and I love it. And sometimes I'm like, eh, this really wasn't it. My rule is if I get 50 pages in and I'm not excited about reading more, I stop. And sometimes I'll even push it to a hundred pages in, depending on how long the book is. Because typically yeah. I read like, I don't know, probably 300 pages in most books. Um, so if I get a hundred pages in and I'm like not excited about it and I don't want to read it, I put it away. I'm done with it. Yeah. And, and like being okay with that, you know, yeah. that it's okay to walk away if you don't love it. And yep. I think that's just a general like lesson in life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, that's just a general life rule, but... Um, Give it a try. You don't like it, put it away. Yeah, and, and it's and it's okay to move on to another yeah. book. And it doesn't mean that all books are bad, right? No. Just because that one book wasn't the book for you doesn't mean you should give up on reading as a whole. 
again or that author sometimes i find mm, like yeah. the same author in a different book and i loved that book but not the first one yes so that's actually a really good point because um a wrinkle in time is written by madeline langle and I've always heard such good things about her books and I had never read any of them. And I was like, oh, this is a popular one. Plus there's a movie to compare it to. I'll start with this. Um, and that's something that I'm kind of working through right now of like, okay, so I didn't really love that book, but maybe I would love this other book by her. Or maybe I'll try another book by her. I'll be honest. I haven't chosen another one by her that I want to try yet, but um it's important for me to remember that like one book is just one book. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, now I want to ask you, because I know you're kind of into this and I'm into this too. Um, right now, just like with where I'm at in life, I'm not doing a whole lot of like paper book reading, if that makes sense. So for sure. can we talk audiobooks for a second? Yes. Because I love audiobooks and, and I've, Personally, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, I think that reading audiobooks is just as, like, well, I guess listening to audiobooks is just as, like, meaningful and just as much reading as actually physically reading a book. Yes. What What are your I thoughts? I completely agree. Um, so I've actually just like kind of gotten into audiobooks. Yeah. Um, I was really a big podcast listener for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was like, okay, maybe I'll try this audiobook thing. Um <laughs> it's not really like I, was, I just like whatever. I was kind of like skeptical about it, but I was like, okay, like if I don't listen to music on my way to work and I listen to an audiobook instead, that's twenty to thirty minutes of reading. Yes. And I'm the kind of person that listens to audiobooks on like 1.5 speed like uh -huh. faster um so I'm like getting past all the like pauses and things like that so it's just like fluently reading mm -hmm. um and so like I can get through almost an entire book uh, like an audiobook that's probably like 350 pages in like I don't know probably 10 days of my drive to and from work if I like was really actively listening to it. Um, so I completely agree. I think audiobooks are like a great way to build in reading if you're mm. looking for something. Yeah. Um, you know, you're taking a trip, try an audiobook while you take the trip and take the drive. Or, you know, in an airplane, listen to the audiobook instead of like reading an actual book because I am the person in a car that gets car sick. Yeah. Um, so I can't read a book, but like listening to an audiobook, perfect for me. Yeah. Um, if I'm not driving, that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, where do you listen to your audiobooks? So I listen to them to and from school on my, like, way to work and, like, way home from work. Gotcha. So that's so my, you're, like, my you're a car time. listener. <laughs> and then I also, when I walk, if I'm walking my dog, like, I'll take the audiobook with me and yeah. totally just plug in my headphones and like take a walk with the dog and half hour sometimes we get lost and it's an hour and I'm like all right I've listened to an audiobook for an hour now <laughs> <laughs> well and the reason I ask is because um when I was in college I uh some people know this about me I ran a half marathon in college and that's awesome. actually how I got into audiobooks was um I would listen to my audiobooks when I went on my long runs and it like helped me like I I'm a very musical person but you can only listen to so many songs that are like five 
minute chunks across like a two hour yeah. run. <laughs> and so instead I would put on audiobooks. Um and that's that's how I got into it too. So like I love the idea of incorporating it into other things that you already are doing or already have to do um or already maybe air quote like should do like exercise should let's do. be honest do yeah. we do we yeah. always exercise but at the same time like put those two things together and um kill two birds with one stone i hate that phrase but it it, it applies <laughs> yeah so Multitask. there's things that we're already doing do that that Multitask. we can just kind of right? i have to walk my dog know, pair the two so i might as well together, just so audio book with me and just you know start a book and see how reading, that goes we're doing and see both at the like same time. can my brain um, just like i don't know be more productive i guess yeah Definitely. We as teachers are really good at multitasking. So that makes sense for me in my brain. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be good at multitasking. I pretend I'm good at multitasking. I feel like we um, do it without even realizing it sometimes where it's like, I'm thinking about the email I have to send, but there's a phone call ringing and this kid needs a snack. Like... <laughs> <laughs> right and even think about like centers yeah. like centers in and of themselves if you do like stations or rotations or centers or anything like that in your room um that is in and of itself multitasking yeah. i guess so if you can run two centers at the same time you can listen to an audiobook while you take a walk yeah go for it exactly <laughs> now do you have a favorite platform for like listening to your audiobooks um so i've been doing libby and yes and um hoopla is that it yeah hoopla oh so those are i don't know hoopla so hoopla i think and kind of libby or through your library your local library mm -hmm. um so you yep. do have to have a library card and um so with libby what i don't like about it this is just my personal opinion um you have to like Sometimes there's a hold on them and you have to wait a couple weeks for it. Um, yeah. And sometimes it comes out when I'm not ready for a new book. Um, mm -hmm. And so then I'll go to Hoopla. Hoopla is also through my library, but there's no like hold. There's not a certain number of books that they'll lend out or audiobooks that they'll lend out. It's just available. Um, ah. So it's more automatic versus sometimes in Libby, you have to wait three weeks because there's only three copies of the audiobook available. I think it's more of a logistic right. thing that they want to make sure the author's getting paid for the people who are accessing their books kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I think that's why Libby does that. But sometimes if I want something quick, I'll go to Hoopla. There's just less of a selection on Hoopla. So if mm -hmm. you care either way, I would just check both of them out. And as long as you have a library card, then you're good to go. Yeah, I am a big Libby fan, and I've actually only recently discovered Libby. Um, another, and I mean, like, there's the big names like Audible and stuff like that. Yeah. But another really good one for audiobooks um, that I subscribe to is called Scribd. Okay. And they also have, like, digital copies of books if you're into, like, e-readers. So that's another thing we haven't talked about yet. Like, there's paper books, there's audiobooks, and there's, like, people who are into e-readers and Kindles and stuff like that. Um, so Scribd also has a big library of like ebooks that you can read on your screens, um, in addition to a big library of audiobooks too. Yeah, I'll have to check that out because I have a Kindle as well. So that's another way that I read Ooh. books. 
Well, and we talked about how like Libby is through your library. Are you a library person in general or like just for Libby? No, just for Libby. Like we, when we moved to our house, like um, my husband was like, oh, it might be a good idea just to have a library card, right? If we have to access anything that the library has, like we just have a library card. So we went and got one and yeah. I hadn't used it for years. Um, and then, <laughs> and then I got into books and, um, I know I've seen a, a couple other people that are like really into like going to the library and getting books. Um, mm -hmm. I just haven't been that person, but like, I remember as a kid, you'd have like the summer reading programs where you'd go to the library and you'd have to try to read so many books. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I think I want to get back into that routine at some point, um, where you don't have to like buy for every single book that you want. Cause I am the type of person that I'll read like a physical book. And then I'll just want to like donate it or send it to somebody else. And I'm just like mm -hmm. losing money by doing that. So I'm like trying to be more cost effective about like physical books that I buy. So like, I think a library mm -hmm. would be a great alternative for me. Yeah, I, I'm into the library, like as a concept. Yeah. Like, I love the idea of like supporting the community and connecting with the community, like over books. And I think it's a really underused resource in our day and age, yes, to be honest. I agree. Um, but the practicality of like, am I actually driving to the library to turn something in on time? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, not maybe, maybe not the best. Uh, <laughs> I might be saving money by renting the books, <laughs> but, um, I make up for it and fine sometimes. Yeah. But, but the library in general is just overwhelming for me. Like I have to go and mm, like look it up yeah. on a computer and find it. Um, so I think that's the scary part for me. But now I know libraries are like, you can like kind of like pre-order or like order yes. ahead. <laughs> so yep, that's what I do. <laughs> and yeah, so then they'll have them ready for you. So you're not just walking around searching. And some people totally love that too. Like where you're just like browsing and looking around and seeing what you can find and what stands out to you. Um, I'm not that yeah. person. Like I need to be like, this is the what I want. Give me it and I'm out of here. But you're right. Returning it on time is another part of that where it's like, I don't want to be dependent on making sure I return it in time. So I have to make the time to go to the library. And so if time is something you're concerned about, maybe the library is not your thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, one thing that I like to do also, um, I live very near a Goodwill. Yeah. It is my favorite place to get books. And I'm talking like within walking distance of my house, like live close to one. And what I love to do is I love to go and buy um, and they usually have at least a book or two that was already on my reading list anyways. And I'll just buy the book for like three, four bucks. Yep. I'll read it and then I'll just donate it back to the Goodwill. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And so, but then I also feel like I'm supporting, you know, a, a good company like Goodwill um, in, in doing that too. Now you mentioned like, when you're kids and you go to the library and you have like the summer reading goals and like everybody who like reads enough books from the list, you get like a pizza party yeah. I don't know. and like some teachers still do that sort of stuff. But I want to be really clear that like reading lists and reading goals aren't just for kids. No, definitely not. <laughs> and I know that you have a reading goal. Like, do you do a reading goal each year? Is that what it is? Yes, I do. Um, so last year I read 50 books. Um, my, oh my gosh. My goal this year is a hundred. Wow. Um, so I track all my books on Goodreads. 
Yep. Um, and so there you can make a yearly goal um, and it'll tell you how many each month you should read to reach that goal. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, if you're like two books behind or three books ahead or whatever it is. Um, so you can kind of adjust your goal as the year goes on too. I've done that before where it's like, all right, I didn't read for this entire month. Now I'm like 10 books behind. I don't think I'm going to get to it. You can adjust your goal as well. So, um, and so, like I said, my summer is typically the time that I read the most. So I know I'm probably going to read 20 to 30 books over the summer. Um, just because I have more time to do that. Um, but I'm also like trying to find more books that I want to read because then I'm reading faster. So, you know, yeah. it's kind of like a give and take where um, I know I've said it, like I get recommendations and I'm like, eh, I'm really not into that. Like I'm putting it away so I can read something I really want to read. Um, and maybe I'll come back yeah. to that at some point when I might want to try it again or I might not. So, um, so yeah, that's my goal for the next coming year. That's awesome. What was your goal? Oh, you, you already said your goal was 50 last year. Yep. And I did it. I got to it. Um, I think thankfully I had winter break to like get me my last couple books that I needed. <laughs> it it yeah. was close. Yeah. I was like, I don't know about 50. And then, um, I started picking <laughs> up like audiobooks and Kindle as well. So it's like different avenues that I read at different times. So I was like, all right, yeah. I'm going to try for hundred this year. Well, I was going to say, do you count audiobooks towards that? Goal? I do. Yeah. I, I count audiobooks towards my goal too. And like I said, I'm in a place right now where I'm doing a lot more audiobooks yeah. than like e-readers or paper books. It's still so I kind of have to, right. That's what I say. And, um, one of my favorite things to do is to actually read the paper book, but follow along with an audiobook. Yeah. I know lots of people that do that. I cannot. Do yeah. That. I I enjoy it and I especially enjoy it for like self-help and like nonfiction, like mental health type of yeah. books because I feel like it helps me to be able to like set the book aside, write down something that I'm like that stands out to me mm -hmm. or like highlight without feeling like I'm losing my place yeah. and I can just kind of keep going with it. Um, so that's another idea for all y'all who want to try this out. Love it. Um but I, but I also want to say, like, I hear a hundred books in a year, and that's super, like, intimidating yes, for me. I agree. <laughs> so that's why so... I wanted to say, like, I can adjust it if I see, like, I'm not going to get to that hundred at all. Like, I can say, okay, let's try 75, like, where it's just a little bit more than what I did last year or whatever, 55, um, yeah. you know, and I, I don't feel bad about it. Like, I have this huge goal, and it's kind of scary, which is kind of fun about goals. Um, Right. But like, if I'm really not going to get to it, like, it's no big deal. I can adjust it. Yeah. You're, you're like a marathon reader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and here I am like a 5k reader. My, <laughs> my goal for the year is 25. Well, and like I said, I didn't start there. This started like a, probably a couple years ago where I just read in the summer. Like I didn't read during the yeah. year. Um, so I was like, yeah. oh, cool. I got 20 books over the summer. That's awesome. Like, and that was good for me. And then I was like, okay, then let's try 30 the next year. And I did. And then I was like, okay, well, let's try 50. Like, that's a lot. Um, yeah. and that was scary. And like I said, it got close, um, that I almost didn't get it. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll have to be okay with 48. Like, um, <laughs> but I did, I found, two I would hate that feeling. I found two other short ones that I read over winter break and 
I was totally fine with it. Um, and then, like I said, I was like, all right, let's try for this hundred. Um, and yeah. who knows, I might get it. I might not. And I have to be okay with that either way, that it was more than what I read the year before. And it's just about making that slow progress. Yeah, for sure. And I know we talked a little bit about this earlier, but like you said that you started out reading over the summers yeah. and we, as people, as humans, but also as teachers, like we're busy, mm -hmm. right? And we want to just come home and we want to just lay out on the couch and just like shut out the world. And it often feels like we don't have the energy or we don't have the time. Like what's your advice for somebody who is saying like, how in the world do I do this when I'm just too busy to read? So like I said, the first thing you want to talk about or think about is like, what is of interest to me, right? Find something you want to read. Like, I know you're yeah. too busy, you don't have the time, but is there something that is going to spark joy, make you excited, um, help you mm -hmm. decompress, right? That's where I would first start. And when you're saying you're too busy, um, you know, we've already given you a couple ways to bring it in, right? You're taking a walk, you're taking a run, you're working out. Um, you're riding or driving to school or work or wherever you're going. Um, um, put it in. There. Not not to cut you no, off. An another one that I really like is while I'm cooking dinner. Yeah, I love to listen to audiobooks while I'm cooking dinner. Like things that I'm already doing. Yeah, I think is is kind of the gist of Taking it. Taking right? a shower. You know, you got ten mm -hmm. minutes that you take the shower or a bath. Take a bath if that's something you do. Like, you know, you yeah. can listen to an audiobook or or read. I mean, don't read in the shower, but you know, <laughs> you're taking, why not? You're taking a bath. Um, you know, like I said, audiobooks I think are the most accessible ones because you yeah. don't have to be sitting or like in a, one place. You can bring it with you. Yeah. Um, you know. I know lots of people that read when they're at the DMV or getting their car oil changed, like right. those types of things. Well, and that, that was going to be my next question is like, I feel like it's really intuitive how to figure out how to fit audiobooks into everyday life, but how do you fit like paper books into everyday life? Like what does that routine look like for you? Um, so I know, I think I've gotten this advice before, um, is bring a book with you wherever you go if that's you know or a kindle oh, so either like you have a doctor's office appointment and you have to wait 10 minutes in the doctor's office you can bring out a book or a kindle um i know i've done it at the dentist office before where it's like oh we have a 15 minute wait and i'm like okay that's fine and i'll just bring out my book or you know pop in some headphones and listen to an audiobook and um yeah like i said having that ready and in your day already you're like, oh, I have a couple minutes. I can read a couple pages. Um, again, if that's something you're interested in doing, like in reading about when you have those time um, to do it rather than scrolling on your phone. I know screen time is huge and important to some people and screen time doesn't matter to other people. But like instead of scrolling on your phone and scrolling on Instagram Reels for 45 minutes at night, you know, you can read your book for 45 minutes. Typically I'll put my phone away in like another room or like <laughs> I've like hit it under the couch before where it's like I have to get up <laughs> to get it. Um, yes. And so that's okay. always been kind of fun where it's like, all right, I put my phone in the bedroom and I'm in the living room. Um, so if I need to go get it, I have to get up to go get it. And that's not happening. So yeah, <laughs> I guess I'll read my yeah. book. <laughs> 
it's so funny that you say that because I kind of do the same thing. And and I, there have literally been times when I've been sitting on my couch, scrolling on my phone, and I'll have my book on like my end table right next to me or on my coffee table in front of me. And I like mentally, I'm like, I want to read my book, but I'm so absorbed. And and you and I are pretty active on like social media and whatnot. And um, and I can get so absorbed in it. I have literally like thrown my phone across the room <laughs> to get myself to pick up the book because I'm like, if I know that my phone is out of reach. And, you know, you can, you can take the girl out of the behavior classroom, but the behavior brain is still there. Sure. Like you're going to do whatever's easiest in that moment. Yeah. And so if it's easier for you to reach for the book, you're going to reach for the book. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I kind of do a similar thing for me is my phone stays, it, it goes to bed on another floor than I do. That's what I say. I like put my phone to bed. That's too um, and and then I go upstairs and I read upstairs. Okay. And like, that's what I do until like, I'm tired enough to fall asleep. Yeah. That's awesome. You know? And, and so that's how I kind of build it into my daily routine. Um, and, and there's actually a whole lot of research out there about like, you shouldn't be looking at phones. I think it's like an hour before bed anyways. Yeah, I think that's what it so is. So just like going to plug that in there too. <laughs> but And if you're um, not sure how much time you've spent on your phone, there is like a setting that you can turn on to tell you how much screen time you are using um, yes. in certain applications or just in general. Um, so I get a like weekly report of like how many hours I spent on my phone. Um, and so like, if it's like super alarming to you when you get that information, like, all right, maybe we should, um, you know, put up a timer and it'll tell you like, Hey, you've spent 20 minutes on this application. Do you want to shut it down? And like, you can like, kind of like mute, I think is the best way to describe it. Like mm -hmm. mute applications during certain times yeah. of the day. So like, if you're like, yeah. I'm really concerned about being on TikTok at 9 PM at night when I really should be getting ready for bed, like you can like mute that where it's still there, but it's like dark. And like, if you click on it to try to get into it, it'll say like, are you sure you want to get into this app? It's in like sleep mode or whatever it was. I don't even remember. Mm -hmm. um, and you can totally do that I, and it gives you a warning. Yeah, I have mine set up to a point where certain apps need a password for me to reopen it after I've already hit my limit for the day. That's awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> um, that's another good way so to like stop yourself from scrolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's not the point here. I mean, like, yes, that's important. But I think like, the idea of like, you're gonna have to give up time somewhere else to make time for the reading. If that's something right? you really want to do, right? Yeah. And I know yeah. scrolling is something that we all kind of really struggle with. And so if you're like, okay, instead of scrolling, like, let me read um, and find that yeah. swap. You're totally right. Yeah. And And again, the behavior brain in me is saying like, scrolling and social media and phone usage and screen time and all of that stuff is so reinforcing that's why oh, we go back sure. to it that's why we do it sure. and like if, if you're not if you're listening to this and you're like I'm not familiar with reinforcement like look up reinforcement you'll understand what I mean um or you can dm me I am more than happy to explain reinforcement but um but we have to almost make reading reinforcing yeah like we have to make it something that is enjoyable, that we do like, that we're going to do more frequently in the future. We have to make it a positive experience for ourselves.
Yep. I know some people who even like make a certain drink and have it when they read and they don't get it any other yeah. time or like make a certain snack or like something else. If you are going to dedicate a specific time um, of the day or whatever, and you're not like in your car driving, um, you know, if you want to sit down with a physical book or a Kindle, like make something reinforcing for you. Like this is the time that I get to have skinny pop popcorn, whatever it is. Um, yeah. And make it fun for you um, and something you actually want to do. Yeah. And, and one other thing that I think could also make it like more reinforcing is like the social side of it. Um, like I love the idea of book club. Yes. Now I know in like our post pandemic world, that's not so much a thing, but there are totally like virtual book clubs out there. Um, I know there's even some teachers on social media who do things like that. And, uh, like having, someone who is maybe either reading the same book or you're holding each other accountable. And as we're setting those reading goals, like celebrating meeting those goals together and that sort of stuff can add that social component to reading that might make it a little more enjoyable for you too. Definitely. Okay. So I feel like we've run the gamut on like everything reading, <laughs> which is great. Um, but this is happy class. And so we always wrap it up with homework. So Heather, since you're our guest, um, what is kind of your first action step? If somebody's listening to this and saying, hey, I really think that this could be something that could help me with my work-life balance, help me with finding joy, help me with, you know, just, just living my best life outside of the classroom. This is something I really want to do. What would be their first step to kind of get started on building their own reading routine. So I have two really small things that you can do. Um, first, okay. find a genre that you are really interested in or a book you really are excited about reading. So that's your first thing. Find something and I'm going to give you a couple um, of my top favorites, but I'm going to save that for a second. Um, okay. So, you know, find a genre, find a book you're really interested in. It might be one of them that I recommend. Um, then, Find a time in your day, one day a week, right? It could be the weekend, it could be during the school week, um, whatever it is, find some small chunk of time, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever you want it, and make that time dedicated to your reading. Whether that's an audiobook, a Kindle, a physical book, whatever you wanna do with it. Um, so find one time in the week, and one book or genre that you want. So that's your homework. I love it. And for somebody who might be saying like, well, how do I know what book I would like? How do I know what genre I would like? My, and feed off of this, please. My advice would kind of be like, think about what maybe movies you watch or what topics you research or what things that you're already interested in, in like other avenues of your life. Cause that might help you figure out what kind of books you would be interested in too. Yeah. Would you kind of agree with that? Yeah. And you can also look up, um, I know Goodreads does a little like synopsis or, and if you read through that or like a little summary of it, and if you're not interested in it, like go to the next thing, whatever it is. Um, so I know, I think Libby and, um, the other ones as well. Like they give you like a little blurb about it. And if you're like, oh, murder mystery is not my thing. Like find something lighthearted and romantic. So you can even look up like yeah. Google, like romantic novels, boom. And it'll pop like the top a hundred romantic novels and try one out. Um, Look up the summary and see if that's something you're interested in. 
Yeah. And um, Goodreads also tells you the length of the book too, right? Yes. Doesn't it tell you how many pages? Yes. So that you can be like, oh, okay, I'm going to start with like 350 pages. Sounds like a lot for me. Yeah. But maybe let me start with this shorter book that's only 100, 150 pages. And you can kind of know that too. For sure. Another really good app for that. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Likewise. Yes, that was the next one I was going to suggest. Ah, go for it. No, so I just actually recently found it where I was like, okay, I want to know like more mystery books, but like, I really don't have any like in my vault right now that I'm like, oh, like really excited about reading. So like I put in the books that I've read and it does, it like filters out all of the books that you also might be interested in. So it's really kind of cool how it can kind of find more books and it does TV shows too. Yes, that's what I was going to say is that sometimes like I know on my Likewise app, it'll be like, okay, we see that you like this movie and this show. So we think you might like this book. Yeah. Which I found to be really helpful for me when I'm like, hmm, what in the world do I want to read next? Okay, so find something that you want to read and find time to read it, even if it's short, even if it's just once and whatever you choose to read, however long. Um, you know the drill if you're listening. Share it with us on social media. Again, like we said, social accountability. Woohoo. Um, and and use either like hashtag happy class, hashtag more than a teacher, because that accountability is going to help you follow through on this homework from Heather. Now, you said you wanted to leave us with some recommendations. Yes. So I have a couple different genres of books that I've read in the last year that I absolutely love. So make sure you're writing these down or pause and come back later and read it and uh, listen to it again, because I'm going to give you six books that I really enjoyed. Um, So I'll kind of let you know what the genre is and a little bit about it. Okay, and I'll also put these titles in the show notes too. Awesome. Okay, so in no specific order, um, I absolutely love everything Colleen Hoover. Um, So I just recently read Regretting You, which more is like a lighthearted, romantic type of story. Um, A little bit of mystery in there, but like not overly mystery. Um, And so I absolutely love that one. The next one is The House in the Cerulean Sea by TJ Klune. Absolutely loved it. It was a little fantasy, um, but also like, yeah, so it was like fantasy, mythical type of creatures, but they're in an orphanage. So somebody has to take over the orphanage and take care of these kids. Um, So as a special education teacher, like those misfit type of kids, like all of the kids kind of had their own personality. Um, So I really didn't think I'd like this book. And I I think it's my top, top three for the year. Um, That totally sounds like a book I'd be in. Yes. So I absolutely love that one. Um, The next one is Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. It was a great book, a great storyline. there wasn't really anything like specific about it other than just the storyline was awesome. Um, it's a family who's trying to find their way in Malibu um, and just basically their life and what they've done and the struggles that they've gone through. So if that's something you're interested in. Um, the next one is more of a like thriller mystery, The Silent Patient by Alex um, Michaelidis. I don't even know if that's right. Um, so Silent Patient was more, like I said, mystery, murder, um, 
somebody's in a psychiatric facility and they're trying to figure out why she's there and why she's not talking. She is a silent patient. So, um, and then, okay. So, so that one, that one sounds a little bit on the heavier that side. That is definitely heavier. But like I said, that, but at the same time, mystery, it also sounds really good. Yeah. That mystery thriller type of book. Um, so there's like obviously reasons why she's being a silent patient. Right. Um, okay. The next one was more of a teacher book, but it's teacher funny book. Um, okay. Anything by Jane Morris is absolutely amazing. Um, I would start with teacher misery. Okay. It's like funny, lighthearted stories from the classroom that all of you are just going to laugh and go like, yeah, I've heard that story before or that like a similar situation before. Like she talks about like helicopter parents and clueless administration and like stuff <laughs> kids have given you that are just funny. Like she talks about like um, one of the teachers who sent in a story for this book, like she's an anonymous writer. Um, yeah. It's like she got a thong for her birthday. Like what? Like, <laughs> so if you're looking for something fun and teachery, like that's what I suggest. Um, and then my last I'm one, dying. I'm gonna give you one more bonus. Um, was this okay. was something that I was actually really interested in and intrigued by. Um, and it was the arrangement by Robin Harding. Um, hmm. and it's about sugar daddies. Like, I think I have heard of this. I think I told you about it, but it was, I think you might have. So it was totally like something where I was like, this is like a whole nother world than what I'm familiar with. Um, so I feel like I needed to read it just to be like, what is this about? Wait, you, you mean, you mean you're not in the world of sugar? Daddy, I, I wish. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I'm definitely not. Um, yeah, no, I've heard really good things about, about that book. And it's interesting because, um, did you, did you have any? Other no, I'm going to give you those six. Those are good places. To okay. Start. Okay. Um, so I'm fairly certain that every single one of your books I have heard of, but not read myself, which is, which is kind of the whole point, right? Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for sharing those with me. And they're all, books that I've heard really, really good things about. And I know you're always sharing the books that you're currently reading or listening to or whatever on your social media, right? Yeah, definitely. I try to do it um, probably weekly or every other week. Anytime I switch a book, I generally share um, what I'm reading. And then I also have a highlight on my Instagram of all my book recommendations. So if you need to go through there and get some inspiration, you definitely can do that too. Awesome. So people who are listening and who don't follow you, it's full underscore sped underscore ahead. Yes, right? that is correct. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Just so people know where to find you and where to find me and they can share those books with us. Because honestly, I have a feeling, Heather, that as other people start getting into their own reading routines, they're going to start recommending books that will probably start reading and enjoying too. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's the love of it. Right? Exactly. We can all share with each other. <laughs> awesome. So, um, Heather, you and I are going to have to keep an eye out for some of those books that some of our listeners start sharing on social media. Again, you can use hashtag happy class, hashtag more than a teacher. You can send it to Heather, send it to me. And um, yeah, we'll just build like a whole community of readers. It's going to be great. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me today, Heather. And uh, hopefully we will all talk to you and see you and connect with you soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Jenny. 
Thank you so much for joining us today, friend. Be sure to head over to our Instagram at happyclass.pod to connect with me and today's special guest. Also, help a girl out and leave us a review. This gets the word out that we are all hashtag more than a teacher. Finally, do you know someone who you think would just be the perfect future guest? Please send me an email to Jenny at bravingbsel.com so I can go hit them up. All right, we'll see you next happy class.